Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hey, Goal Achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, this is Hal Elrod. And before we dive into today's podcast, I wanted to remind you or mention, in case you don't know, that I have two new books that came out in the past year and want to see if either of these is a good fit that could help you. The first is The Miracle Morning for Teachers, Elevate Your Impact for Yourself and Your Students. And if you are a teacher or if you know a teacher, uh, if you know a teacher, it's the best gift. If you are a teacher, it's the best gift to yourself. But this has really been transformative now for thousands of students and I would say at this point probably hundreds of teachers around the world as they're implementing The Miracle Morning with their students in their classrooms every day. And this is really the next step in the Miracle Morning mission to elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning, one person. Now it's one student, one teacher at a time. So that's the Miracle Morning for Teachers. You can grab that on Amazon, the audiobook, the Kindle, or the paperback. The other book is my first ever traditionally published book. It's The Miracle Equation. The two decisions that move your biggest goals from possible to probable to inevitable. And this book has been on my heart for 20 years now. I've been practicing it for 20 years, probably wanted to write a book for 10 years, but finally came to fruition last year. And this book is getting rave reviews. I mean, I'm on, I was looking at Amazon right now. It's the five-star reviews are 93% and one-star reviews is only 1%. So, and whoever you are, I'm going to come find you. No, I'm just kidding. And here's, you know, the most recent uh, statements are excellent book. I'm so excited to continue to apply the method in my life. Fantastic. Loved it. Life-changing. Highly suggest. Must read. Incredibly motivating. A great follow-on to the Miracle Morning. Classic Hal Elrod. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, anyway, I go on and on. But I wanted to really bring this up to you, this specific book, because I've been getting messages about it, the Miracle Equation. And I used to always get emails, you know, just about the Miracle Morning, because this book didn't exist. And now the results are incredible. And I want to share just two of them with you. I've got hundreds of reviews and emails, and but I want to share two of these with you. And very quickly here, one is from Simon Parsons. He emailed me recently. And the other is from Miranda Martin, who she actually mess- She called me. Uh, she's a, one, one of our mastermind members. And uh, I'll start with Miranda's story. She was diagnosed in October 2018 with an incurable hereditary lifelong illness, those are her words, that would get better with time but never go away. And this became really debilitating for her. And when she read The Miracle Equation last year, she thought, you know what, if Hal used this to overcome being you know, being told he would never walk again, and then this deadly cancer, well, maybe I can create a miracle with my health. So she read The Miracle Equation, she applied it to a T. She literally, you know, the script I give on how to do your miracle mantra, the affirmations, everything, she followed the book. She followed it to a T and I'm reading a post that she put up and she went in after doing the miracle equation for a matter of months. And she said she went and got a test and the impossible happened. It's 100% gone. 
She says, I'm still in disbelief, completely humbled and filled with gratitude, like the doctors couldn't understand. She had a lifelong illness for which there was no cure, and the miracle equation, she literally called me in credit. She goes, Hal, it worked for me too. I created a miracle. Doctors can't describe it, on and on and on. And of course, you know, disclaimer, I'm not promising you can, you know, I, I can't make any promises, but seeing this happen not only for myself but for other people over and over and over again is why I wrote the miracle equation and then the last story I'll share with you real quickly is from Simon Parsons Simon Parsons shared that he set a huge income goal and then he he had a big income goal he was doing the miracle morning first so was Miranda by the way you know again like I said miracle equation really follows up with and pairs with the miracle morning well Rob started with the miracle morning set a big income goal he hit it Then he read the miracle equation and decided to set a ridiculous income goal and sales goal for his profession beyond what he'd ever done before. And his goal was to earn $200,000 in income. So, you know, significant goal for income for most anybody. He ended up and it happened, he said, in miraculous fashion, just like I describe in the book, he ended up his income at 200 over $256,000 by the end of last year. So he was going for $200,000, read the miracle equation, uh, decided to make it even bigger, or he was going for less than that, read the miracle equation, went for 200, ended up at $256,000. So I share these with you. And if you go to Amazon and just read the reviews, read the stories from people who are getting these incredible results. And again, the miracle equation, the miracle morning for teachers, of course, if you're a teacher, that's a great fit for you. Or if you know a teacher, if you have a child who's in school, you know, send them to school with a note to their teacher. But for the rest of us, The Miracle Equation is that book that will enable you to move your biggest goals from possible to probable to inevitable. And being this is the Achieve Your Goals podcast, it is a great fit. So love you. I appreciate you. And uh, I hope you enjoy today's episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. And I will talk to you very soon. Goal Achievers. Members of the Miracle Morning community, welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. It's Hal Elrod, and uh, what should we talk about today? This is my first solo episode in a minute, in a bit, because we had quite a few great guests for a, a while here. The uh, We had Neil Donald Walsh and Kyle Wilson, and we had the one and only Yannick Silver. We had Drew McManus, the lead singer of Satsang. So we had a lot of great guests here over the last uh, month or two. Uh, And then I did a couple bonus episodes where we were promoting the Best Year Ever Blueprint Mentors, the BYEB Mentors program. So we gave you some like sneak peeks and kind of some of the sessions from that. And uh, I haven't done a solo episode in a while. So here we go. Let's make this happen. It's funny. I was I was reviewing notes, and I, you know, I keep notes in different places. A little bit too many places, right? There's too many technologies now where I've got stuff in Evernote and stuff in Google Docs and stuff in my notes on Apple. I've <laughs> got stuff everywhere, and uh, I need to get better at centrally locating uh, or or keeping a central location. Maybe you can relate to that, right? I know this is not a commercial for a, a new organizing app, but. So I was reviewing my Google Doc, where where I've got a lot of notes, and I was going to do a podcast episode today on kind of the purpose of of life or a purpose of life and talking about kind of your inner game and the idea that we just want to feel good, we want to be happy, we want to be loved. And I was reviewing the note, 
And thank goodness I did a search, and this shows you how my memory is. Uh, but I was like, wait a minute. I searched my podcast, and I go, oh, I already did that episode. I already you know, reviewed the, this outline and shared this with you guys and gals on episode 285, uh, which is the what is the purpose of life? Hint, it's simpler than you think. And by the way, if you haven't listened to that one, got some great feedback for that. So you know, if you have time, go listen, halelrod.com forward slash 285, episode 285. So then I'm like, oh, shoot, I'd spent like 20 minutes prepping that episode. I'm like, I can't do the same episode twice. That'd be kind of silly. Although it actually be good because you'd hear it in a different way. I'm sure I'd share new insights. I'm a different person than I was a couple few months ago when I recorded it, right? But I thought, yeah, that's probably not going to be ideal. Many of you'd be like, wait, like 80% of this sounds very similar or something like that. So here's where we're going to go today. I want to talk about your problems. And if you're a human being, I would imagine you've got some, right? We've all got problems, or at least what we perceive as problems. And I want to talk to you about how to see your problems in a different way, how to almost get rid of them, if you want to not get rid of them, but just see them in a different way and approach them in a different way. And really through a lens, I want to shift how you view the paradigm that you see your life. Because many of us see our life, a large majority of our time and energy is invested in seeing our problems experiencing our problems, worrying about our problems, stressing about our problems, having anxiety around our problems. And they could be financial problems, could be problems in your relationship, could be health challenges, right? So there's a lot of different problems and areas of life. Any area of life, uh, we could have a problem in that area. And here's where we're going to go with this. And, and the context is around, again, It's this is your perception of problems as they relate to your life. And if we can change, if we can reframe our perception of our problems, then we can uh, change our experience of life, our inner experience, our emotional experience, the quality of our life, because it's the inner game, right? That, that, that was what the episode was going to be about today, was kind of the goal, our goal for all of us. It's really inner freedom. Think about that for a second. We'll probably do an episode on that. I'm sure at some point I'll, I'll dive deeper into that. But inner freedom. You know, and there's a lot of ways that you could describe that. You could say, um, we just want to feel good. I've said that many times. Like we really, the majority of us human beings, like we just want to feel good. That's why we do anything that we do typically is to feel good. You could also, the word good, you could replace that with a lot of other words, a lot of synonyms, love, right? I want to feel love. I just want to feel loved. I want to feel love for myself. I want to feel good. I want to feel bliss, joy ecstasy, right? There's a lot of words that you could use to describe that feeling good. And when I did the episode on the purpose of life, it was the idea of, you know, we just want to feel love. Like that's what we want. We want to feel love, want to feel good. That's why we do anything that we do. In a relationship, you do things because you want to love that person, express your love for them, feel their love back, right? Like it all revolves around that, that feeling love and feeling good. So here's one of the, the biggest things that gets in the way of us experiencing life as it is, I believe that it's meant to be. That's my own belief, right? I believe that we are meant to not not just feel good all the time. Like I'm not, and that and that kind of used to be me, which I'll probably get more into at some point as well. One of the things that's happened over the last year is I've gone through this really difficult, you know, mental and emotional time that I've been 
open with you guys and gals about, you know, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, all these things that I'm still dealing with. I'm not sleeping well. There's a little inside info if, in case you didn't know that. I've been sleeping about three to four hours a night for the last two months. I don't know if, if I don't think I've shared that before. But yeah, for the last two and a half months, I'm averaging about three to four hours a night. Some nights I sleep not at all. Some nights I'll sleep couple hours. Some nights I sleep seven, but yeah, that's been really, really challenging. Anyway, so I don't mean to go uh, too down, far down that rabbit hole, but here's the point. I believe that we want to feel good the majority of time. It's why we do what we do, and I think we deserve to feel good, and that's what life is meant to be. So what's getting in the way of that for us? Like that, right? That's the question. That, oh, yeah, if I, I, I do like to feel good, right? It feels good to feel good. I like to feel good. Okay, yeah, we can establish that. I like to feel good more often. In fact, what if I could feel good like Almost, you know, maybe not all the time, but most of the time, the majority of the time. And I would like to offer something that I, I'll offer this on the front end in case I forget. I don't know if, I don't know if it's in my notes because it was in my notes on the other episode I was going to do for you guys as I was expanding on that. And it's, I now have 60 minutes a day scheduled to feel good for no reason. So I have 30 minutes in the morning, first thing when I wake up and 30 minutes at night right before I go to bed. It's just to lay there in bed and just smile and just feel good, to feel love. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. And maybe you don't need to start with 30 minutes, start with five or one, right? Something. And for you, how you're going to get there, it may be different for everybody. Meaning, Let's say you haven't felt good in a while. Let's say you have a lot of problems. We're going to get back to the problems and how to kind of get rid of your problems, if you will, but or reframe your problems. But let's say you have a lot of them, right? Let's say you're out of day. I got like life sucks right now, Hal. I've got a lot of problems, a lot of challenges. I can relate, right? I can relate. I've, I've you know, I, I spent three years or it's been over three years now that I've been dealing with this cancer. And, you know, a lot of that time was spent in hospitals. In fact, I was in the hospital last week. It's still going on. But for me, it's realizing that my ultimate objective is that inner freedom, that inner joy, that inner bliss, that inner love. It's how I feel at any given moment. That's my ultimate goal, regardless of what's going on around me. And so I'd encourage you to consider for the same thing for you, that regardless of what's going on around you, that your goal is ultimately to feel good and so, and that it's that inner freedom. It's really to feel whatever you want to feel, but for the most part, that's probably going to be feeling good. And so what I do now is at the end of the day, I have that time scheduled where I get to spend just feeling good for no reason. And I'll, I'm going to go more in depth with this in the end, because I'm going to give you this as an exercise for you to implement. But I want to just kind of get you thinking about it now, which is the idea that every day I spend that time first thing in the morning and second and, and right before bed feeling good. And like I said, it will take you how you get there may be different for everybody. If you have all the, a lot of challenges, right? If life's not going, you know, it's not exactly how you want it to be right now. And you're kind of struggling with a lot of it. Well, then you might need to really focus on what are the things in your life that you have to be grateful for, like externally. In fact, even if you're feeling good right now in life, it can be kind of the same thing. You can focus on those things that you have to feel good about. Ultimately, though, it's about getting to the place where you don't need an external stimulus to feel good. This is about conditioning yourself that it's your birthright, right? Think about when babies are born. Your babies are born like their natural state unless they're experiencing physical discomfort. It's just to feel 
they just they're just smiling and laughing and you know giggling and just putting their feet in their mouth and right and and, and all of that's available to us you know put your feet in your mouth but smiling laughing giggling the idea that it's that inner freedom in fact i'm reading a book right now called the illusion of money by kyle cease which oh my gosh it's one of my you know i'm third of the way in half the way in it's such a good book but he talks about that that you know think about how much money you have how does that make you feel you know, oh, it makes me stressed or oh, I get excited or, you know, whatever, somewhere in between. And he goes, realize that it's not the money that made you feel that way. It was your thought about the money and those emotions that you generated. Those are available to you all the time. Emotions, love, freedom, uh, joy, gratitude, all those, those are inside of us. Those are available to us all the time. That's that inner freedom that I'm talking about, that you get to experience that whenever you choose. And most of us, are making our inner experience of life, our joy, our love, our happiness, dependent on something outside of us. And it's usually our problems. We focus on our problems. And our problems are what prevent us from feeling great. Because typically our problems cause us to feel stress or to feel anxiety or to feel fear. I know I've kind of gone around about here to get to this point, but I, there was it was important for you to understand, right? That what we're wanting is this inner freedom, this joy. We want to feel good, and what's getting in the way of that are our problems. So think about this, and not our problems, by the way, our perception of our problems. So let me clarify: the mind, the mind's a great tool. You got a mind, I got a mind, but the mind is a problem-seeking machine and a problem creating machine. Our minds are constantly in search of a problem to fixate on. Now, this isn't true for everyone or for all of us. In fact, for a long time, this wasn't true for me. And this past year, it became very true for me. And what I mean by that is this is you've got to recondition your mind. If your mind is conditioned to focus on your problems, where when you wake up in the morning, first thing you think about is all your problems. And then you're thinking on all day long. And if you start to feel good, your brain's like, wait, something's wrong. I I know there's a problem that I should be fixated on because I'm feeling good and that's off. That's not my normal way of feeling. So there's got to be some sort of problem that I'm not, oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Now I remember. Now I'm stressed. Now there's that anxiety, right? We literally create it based on our perception of and our focus on our problems. So our minds are constantly, for most of us, in search of a problem to fixate on. And when we can't find one, we create one. And by the way, if you have trouble sleeping at night, notice this, which by the way, that's the reason, one of the reasons that I started doing this practice at night is because I've mentioned I've only been sleeping three to four hours a night. And it has been getting better in the last couple of weeks since I've been doing this. It's really helped. Whereas because I'd go to bed, and I'd lay down and my brain would be blank for a second. Mine would be blank. And then sure enough, I'd go, okay, wait a minute. I know there's something there. I, I know there's some sort of problem that I should focus on right now. I, 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 and I've got a bunch of, I know there's a, a bunch of problems. Where's, oh yeah. Okay. There we go. There, oh God. Oh, that causes me stress. Ah, uh, that causes me anxiety. Right. And it's like, you know, I, I want to get to go to sleep and my brain, my mind, I would allow it to right be, you know, I became a servant of the mind and it would seek out a problem and then it would start to focus on it, which would then amplify it, which would then create fear and anxiety and stress. And then I couldn't fall asleep. And so uh, I got some coaching and the coaching that I got was that I needed to release at night. I needed to let go. I needed to 
you know, not turn the mind off, but turn the problem-seeking aspect of the mind off. Because see, too often, the dominant question in our mind is, what is wrong? What is wrong? What is wrong with me? What is wrong with him? What is wrong with her? What's wrong with us? What's wrong in my life? What's wrong in the world? The more, you know, you watch the news, right? That's going to become a part of your consciousness. You know, there, there was a period, I think I've mentioned this, but where I was, I decided I needed to solve every problem that humanity faces, right? Going back to that problem-seeking aspect of the mind. And then I started watching all these documentaries. And now my consciousness, my conscious awareness was filled with virtually every problem that humanity faced. And that was now I couldn't sleep. I became stressed, right? All of these things. So while, yes, we should focus on solving our problems, we're going to get that, you know, in today in the episode, it's important to understand the nature of the mind. And then it's important to understand or be clear on what do you want? What do you want to think and feel? And we, we kind of opened with that, right? We want to think, we want to feel good. You know, we want to think clearly. We want to think in a way that not only makes us feel good, but it minimizes our fear and stress and anxiety so that we can move forward and solve our quote unquote problems, which we're, we're going to reframe here in a few minutes. But again, that dominant question in our mind, what is wrong? It's that problem-seeking, problem-creating machine that our mind has become, you know? And again, if it's not what's wrong now, if there's not a problem now, right, to focus on, it's, well, what might go wrong in the future? And we start anticipating problems. Ask and you shall find, right? For me, finances, I have a lot of subconscious beliefs around finances. And, and uh, in 2008, when the economy crashed and I lost all my money, right, that really like jaded me. It really created a kind of a, a deep-seated fear of, oh, this could happen again. Oh, even when things are going great, whether it's financially or in a relationship or anything otherwise, oh, this could change. I could change like on a dime. I thought in 2007, things were great. I just bought it in my first house. I was making more money than ever before, right? Oh, life's great. And then it was all, the rug was kind of swept out from under me as if you, if you will. And so that's happened, you know, so that, that is permanent with me, no matter, or not permanent, right? Shouldn't say it's permanent, but that is stuck with me. It's something I'm always using affirmations and meditation and, and various uh, practices to kind of override that. And so, so here's whatever you ask, right? Ask and you shall find. If you're asking what's wrong with me or what, what problem should I focus on or what's going wrong in my life or what, what might go wrong in the future, ask and ye shall find. It becomes, you know, you'll find an answer to those questions. So here's a reframe for you, reframe for all of us, a reframe that I've got to do, you know, I've done, but I've got to, like anything in life, you got to keep practicing, right? It's like working out, you know, exercising for most of these things, just like for any mental reframe or mental reprogramming. It takes a mental practice in the same way that if you want to physically, you know, improve your body or your health or your extra, right? That it's consistent. You've got to consistently do these practices. So it's the same for me, but here's the reframe for you. The reality is that in life, consider that there are no problems, only situations. So the word problem it is a label. It's a label that we choose to give to a situation. Now, situations can be dealt with or left alone. And, and realize that words are powerful and they have an effect on our emotional well-being. When we label a situation as a problem, we immediately create a meaning that by default has an impact on our emotional well-being. 
and typically one that you know that isn't beneficial that generates stress or fear or anxiety and the good news is that if every problem is created by the mind right or at least that label is then we have the power to live life without problems by simply choosing to stop creating problems in our mind meaning that when you label something as a problem, or, or any label, by the way, that problem is just a word, right? Just a word. You could use any word as I've got this, you know, horrific <laughs> circumstance in my life, or, you know, or even taking a situation and labeling it in a negative, painful, overwhelming way, right? Language is very powerful. And so this paradigm shift, it's one that allows you to enjoy your daily life as you work through various situations. And the fastest way to begin living in this new paradigm is to contemplate a simple question that I'm going to share with you. And this is one that I got from my coach, Janai Lane. I shared this at the end of a recent podcast episode that we did. But one of my coaches, I have multiple coaches, by the way, Jeffrey Williams, Janai Lane. So, and there's more, but those are my two primary coaches right now. Janai introduced this to me when I was stressed out over all the problems in my life. I'm like, I have so many problems, right? This was probably six months ago. She asked me, and this is a question that I ask myself now every single day, multiple times a day typically, but it's in my affirmations. I ask it in the morning. Here's the question for you to ask yourself. What is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? <sighs> Take a deep breath. Let me ask that again, for you to ask that again. What is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? For me, here's what comes up when I ask that question. What is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? Love. Like, just love? And I'll ask it again. What is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? Good joy. Ask it again. What is here now? If there isn't a problem to solve, perfection. That's an answer that comes up for me a lot. In this moment, perfection, right? If you have a spiritual or religious belief, which the majority do, what is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? You might answer God. Like God's here. God's always here, right? If you think about it, most moments are perfect. Only our minds tell us otherwise. Consider that most moments. Are perfect. In fact, I'm going to do a quick search for, because we just did an episode on perfection, and I just want to give you guys that episode. Da, 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 perfection. Episode 304, you are perfect. How to experience the perfection in yourself and life. You are perfect. So go to halelrod.com forward slash 304 if you want to listen to that one. But again, if you think about it, most moments are perfect. And if you don't believe me, let's explore this one. How about this one? This moment right now, as you're listening to this podcast, are you facing a problem in this moment? I don't mean do you have problems like out there to be dealt with, like, yeah, I got to make money and I got my relationship, you know, when my, when my spouse gets home from work, we're dealing with some interpersonal problem. No, no, no. I'm talking about right now in this moment moment like as in are you being attacked right as you listen to the podcast is someone attacking you like that'd be a problem in this moment that was happening or are you just listening to a podcast in this moment are you existing as a human spiritual being floating through time and space on this planet that's spinning around the solar system the sun and in that way 
Might this moment be perfect? Could this moment be seen as perfect? Could you experience what is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? Now, your mind might have instantly thought when I asked you the question of, are you facing a problem in this moment? You might have heard it as, are there any problems out there or in your life that you need to solve? And as soon as you ask that question in a different way, right? Are there any problems that you need to solve? I'm betting that your mind did its thing and it went searching for an inventory of your many problems. And I'll bet you found some, right? You'll find some. If I go, do you have some problems in your life? Of course there are problems, Hal. I need to make more money and I've got challenges in my relationship and uh, I'm behind on my to-do list. I have a bunch of other problems that I can't even think about right now because I'm so overwhelmed. I can't even, there's so many, but that's only because I just don't have enough time, right? Oh yeah, that's one of my biggest problems. I don't have enough time. You see, the mind can come up with nearly unlimited, an unlimited list of problems. And yet each one is simply a situation. Each one is just life. Each one represents something you can, you can choose to address, you can choose to do something about it or not. And each choice presents new consequences and new situations or new potential situations. But what would your life be like if you just saw situations for what they are? And if you went with the flow? And if you stopped trying to make life be exactly how you think it should be in order for you to be happy, and your happiness was dependent on whether or not you had problems, or how big they were, how difficult they were, or how much money you had, or anything outside of yourself. Instead, what if you just surrendered to life and just lived it as it is? And in every moment, instead of choosing to let your mind get fixated on your problems, on your situations, what if instead you spent the majority of your time and your life feeling good while you took action? improved your situations, or you could say solved your problems, right? What if you enjoyed the ups and the downs and just thought, this is life, this is life, I'm in debt, whatever, that's life, I'm going through stuff, I've gone through stuff before, I've got through it, right? When I say I, I mean you, I mean we, we've gotten through it. It's, you know, one of the things we have a really difficult time, the mind has a difficult time doing is seeing life as different than it is now. And, and I'm, I'm speaking, I'm guilty of really struggling with this this past year. When you're in it, right? When you're in a financial crisis or when you're in a challenging relationship, when your life situation, I talked about that in, I think that was in my first book, Taking Life Head On, that our life is not our life situation. Our life situation represents the circumstances and situations outside of us, but our life, your life is you. It's your internal state. And so most of us, our quality of life internally, we base on our quality of life situation externally. If our life situation is going good, we feel good. We're happy. Life's great. Somebody asks you, how's life? You go, oh, it's amazing. Why? And then you list all these things outside of yourself. But that's not your life. That's your life situation. You're not your circumstances. Your circumstances are temporary. You 
are infinite. You are infinite. You are infinite creativity, as Kyle Cease wrote about in The Illusion of Money. Your infinite creativity, your infinite love, bliss, joy, your infinite potential. You're infinite. You're not your circumstances and situations. So when someone asks, how's life? Your answer doesn't have to be dependent on anything outside of you. Life, as in you, are whatever you choose to be. And you could be miserable, stressed out, frustrated, angry. And I'm not saying those things are good or bad. They are what they are. But if you're not enjoying life, if you go, man, I wish life were better. I wish life were better. I wish my life weren't so difficult. I wish I didn't have so many problems. Realize that you're wishing your life situation were different. And that's great. That's good. I'm always trying to optimize my life situation. I'm always trying to improve my life situation. I'm always trying to create freedom and harmony outside of myself, in my relationships, in my business, in my finances, in my home. But that's not my life. And by the way, I have to remind myself of this all the time. Like, this is, I'm not coming preaching to you going, I have this all figured out. And 24 7, I am in bliss and joy and love. And I, I, I try to be more often than not. But I think it's what I've gone through these past, really these past few months, the past year, but these past few months have been the hardest few months of my life. I've never been so depressed. I've never been so living in fear. I've never been so, had so much anxiety. I've, I've never, yeah, I've, I've never struggled like I have in the last few months. And, I, and I, I find purpose in that. I go, oh man, I'm going through this. This is my belief. This is my reframe for me. And maybe you can borrow this if you're going through tough times or you have some challenges internally or externally. But I go, if I'm going through this, that means that I'm not the only one, right? If I'm struggling with anxiety or depression or whatever, I'm not the only one. And I always, for me, I find a lot of peace, a lot of purpose in taking it on myself to figure out, to get through, to reframe to overcome, to transcend my personal challenges, knowing that if I'm going through it, that means millions of other people are going through it too. You know, my mental health issues, I, I recently, I don't know if you're a fan, I, I'm not I'm much of a boxing fan, but recently our good friend, John Berghoff, my good friend, John Berghoff, your good friend, John Berghoff, <laughs> or fellow host of the podcast occasionally, uh, he sent me a video about Tyson Fury, the heavyweight boxing champion. I don't know if you've seen this or not, it's incredible. Though. Just go to YouTube, type in Tyson Fury, T-Y-S-O-N, Fury, mental health. And Tyson Fury is the heavyweight champion of the world, being talked about as one of the greatest boxers of all time. And for two years, after he won his biggest fight a few years ago, he got addicted to drugs and alcohol because he got depressed, like deeply, deeply depressed, anxiety, he was suicidal, on and on and on. And he realized that his purpose was not to be the heavyweight champion in the world. It was to overcome his mental health issues for the greater good. And uh, I watched that. I really resonated with that. And so I'm sorry I got, got off on a little Tyson Fury tangent, but if you watch his videos, you'll it's pretty cool. He, uh, but, I, but that for me is where I take solace in that. I go, if I'm going through this, other people are too. How can I get through this so I can help those that are struggling mentally, emotionally, with you know, any form of mental health issue, whether it's just stress, stress is a form of mental health, um, anxiety, depression, all of those things. So for me, I'm coming to you sharing this 
Because although I've known this for a long time, like what I'm sharing with you right now, I wrote about this in my first book, Taking Life Head On, like what, 15 years ago, I think. Uh, so I, So it's one thing to know something and it's one thing to be able to fully live it and to embody it and to experience it and to make it part of your your way of thinking and feeling and living and being, right? Part of your being. And so for me, I am, this is something that I'm sharing with you. And when I say sharing it with you, I'm not just sharing it with you on the podcast. I'm sharing it with you as in I am working on implementing something I already know. And I'm sure you can relate to that where you're like, yeah, I know what I need to do, but how do I get myself to do what I know I need to do, right? And the answer for me is to schedule it the answer for me is to put it in my written affirmations, so I read it every single day, and that's a universal answer or or strategy for you to implement in any area of your life. You want to improve your health, you want to improve your, you know, any area, schedule it, right? Create written goals for it, written affirmations that articulate your goals and who you need to be and how you need to think and what you need to do. And I'm, I'm serious, do this. Don't just listen and be like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I should do that. No, <laughs> actually do it. Really do it. If you need to pause this, rewind, like come back to this, whatever. Actually take action. You've got to do the exercises. I'm going to give you an exercise here at the uh, end, which we're, we're probably getting pretty close to. Uh, it's only 30. We've covered a lot in 32 minutes, huh? Anyway, so again, just to kind of recap, our problem right? The real problem that is creating our problems is that we label everything as a problem. And, and let me let me give you another con, little or a perspective on this. If, if two people could be facing the same quote problem, end quote, same situation, and you ask one person, hey, talk, talk, what's going on in your life? They go, oh my God, I, this problem, it is killing me. Yada, yada. I, I just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling financially with this, you know, right now we've got this, I've got a lawsuit happening. Like there's just, it's this huge problem around my finances. You go, wow, that is, man, that is tough. What are you doing about it? I don't know. I'm just, I'm feeling so overwhelmed. It's like, I feel like it's hopeless. I don't know what to do, right? See, they're focused on the problem. They're living in the problem. They are, right, they're, they're amplifying the problem. The focus is on the problem. They lay awake at night thinking of the problem, and that becomes their reality. Now, you go find a different person that has the same situation, aka problem, right? Same situation. Oh, finances are tough, and I got a lawsuit going you know, against me, I, whatever. They go, man, I'm so focused on figuring this out right now. Like I'm reading book after book. I'm reaching out to try to find, you know, looking for mentors. I'm really like all in on figuring this thing out and turning the situation around because I really want to get to the other side of it. I, I, you know, I know it's temporary, but it sucks. It's really difficult right now. And I'm learning as much as I can. I'm Googling every day. How do you fix blank situation? How do you overcome this? Right. So look at that. Two different people. They're both facing the same situation, often referred to as a problem, but one is so focused on the problem, on the challenge, on what's wrong, on the stress and anxiety. So that was a big thing that I realized, and here's kind of an important addition to this lesson, is one of the things I realized is that I was perpetuating my anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder and the fears that I had and the depression because it's I would just I talked about it all the time. I was doing exactly what I just told you that we, we shouldn't do, which is I was so hyper-focused on the problem. In fact, when I would start to research 
you know, the I would go like, what is anxiety or how does, or, you know, do people suffer post-traumatic stress disorder after having cancer? And then I would read all this material on the problem. And here's what's really interesting and odd and important to understand. When I would read about the problem and it would explain the problem and how it felt, I would resonate so deeply. Oh, yes, that's what, yes, that's what I'm going through. I can totally relate to that. That's what, and it would just reinforce this problem that I was dealing with, that I was facing because I kept, I was so focused on the problem rather than the solution. And so kind of the other part of this is once you realize that your mind is just looking for problems all the time, right? It's a problem-seeking and problem-creating machine and that we need to be a solution-seeking and solution-creating machine. And whatever you're afraid of, right? Maybe you have a, a situation you're in and you need to improve it, but you don't know what to do. So it's overwhelming. So instead of attacking it head on, taking it head on and and really looking for solutions. Maybe you just either stew in the problem or you just do nothing, right? They call that a paralysis by analysis because you're just, you're overwhelmed. Start focusing on solutions. Just do it. Just, I don't care if you feel like it, if you're overwhelmed, just focus on solutions. Focus on solutions. Google, the lowest hanging fruit is Google, right? Just Google solutions, read solutions, and then implement solutions. It's quality over quantity. Don't look for a hundred solutions. Look for two, right? One, two, maybe three at the most and implement them and see what happens. See what works. Get help by the way. Also don't suffer in silence. Get help, get help. So that question, by the way, as you're working through this, as you're working through your problems, reframing them into situations, which you can do that like instantly today, right? So stop working, stop dwelling on problems and start focusing on, understand that there are situations that need solutions. So start finding solutions to your situations and don't live with a life of problems that create stress and overwhelm and fear. It's a mental reframe. And remember the question, ask this question every morning and then sit in the answer. What is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? And that's the first question I ask. And again, the answer is always love, joy, bliss, God, perfection. And I just smile, I just start smiling. And instead of letting my, my mind dwell on, hyper-focus on problems, I sit in there. I sit in what is there if there isn't a problem to solve. Because here's the reality. There will always be a problem to solve, right? We live in a world with problems. Life presents problems. Your quality of life, though, this is kind of what this is about, right? Yes, you have situations you've got to fix and solve, but your quality of life while you solve them, you might as well enjoy it. You might as well enjoy life because you're missing out. Life is freaking short, right? I can tell you it's short, it's fragile, it's precious. So don't sit in your problems. Don't focus on your problems. Don't live in your problems. Don't make that your reality because there will always be problems. Start your day and end your day with the question, what is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? And then whatever answers come up for you, might just be one answer, just love. You can borrow my answers. Joy, God, perfection. That's what's here now. It's always here. It's always available to us is that inner internal state of fill in the blank, joy, happiness, gratitude, love, ecstasy, just that inner state. It's available to us all the time. 
but we usually make it dependent on something outside of us. Oh, that good thing happened. Now I feel joy. Ah, my significant other did something sweet. Now I feel love. No, generate it, choose it, start your day and end your day in the same way. Again, I do 30 minutes of this. I just sit there and smile. And if a problem comes into my mind, which it often does, and it's kind of a form of meditation, I guess you could say. But when a problem shows up and I go, oh, but wait, I forgot about that thing I got to do today. I'm so stressed about that thing. I got to record that podcast today, <laughs> right? I go, what? No, 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 no. What is here now if there isn't a problem to solve and, you know, yeah, and sit in the answer. Just sit in the answer. You do it for five minutes if you want. And this is not just about immediate, you know, the immediate reframe and the immediate upgrade to your emotional state. This is also about reconditioning your mind so that you can live there, so that you can spend more time in what is here now if there isn't a problem to solve instead of that being only five minutes a day or even 60 minutes a day, right? But whenever you have a problem come up, think about this. Anytime you go, oh, I got to do this thing. So maybe it's not even a problem. It's just a stressful situation. You got to do this appointment or a call or, or, or some work or something you don't feel like doing that causes you stress or anxiety. Ask yourself, what is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? And then whatever that emotion is, that positive you know, love, joy, bring that, come from that place as you take on your situation. Come from that place. So begin your day sitting in a positive, enlightened, heightened, proactive, productive, emotional state, spiritual state. And the gateway to that state, if it is problems that are in fact often standing in the way, our perception of problems, our habitual thinking of problems, our hyper focus on our problems, if that's what's standing in the way, of us experiencing what we want to experience, love, joy, God, to feel good, then the doorway can be that question. Wait, oh, I got all these problems, these situations today that are going to cause me stress. What is here now if there's not a problem to solve? Let that take you into the state and use it every first thing in the morning and right before you go to bed. That's how I started sleeping again. I mean, it's so crazy. I wasn't sleeping for months and I'm still having a little trouble sleeping because it's I've kind of burned into my my neurons have been wired in a way that sleeping is, you know, having to overcome this. But for the most part, I recently went four days, four nights in a row sleeping seven hours. That was that was huge for me. But the way I did that was that instead of going to night, going to bed at night, feeling anxiety about all the problems in my life. I just use that question. What is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? And then I sat in the feeling of love and of joy. And sometimes I pictured like my kids or my wife or, you know, unless I had a stressful situation with my kids or my wife, then they were part of the problem that I, you know, right, that I wasn't going to focus on. But, but creating, entering into that state and then just sitting in it for as long as you can. And if a problem comes into your mind, ask yourself the question again. What is here now if there isn't a problem to solve? And smile. And find something else that's there. And it doesn't need to be a situation or a circumstance. In fact, I think it's better if you can, maybe you start there, but eventually you get to the place where it's internal, right? It's that inner freedom that we're all after. And that inner freedom is not dependent on outer freedom. Outer freedom can make it easier, 
will always have problems outside of us or situations outside of us that can cause us stress or anxiety if we hyperfocus on them, if we dwell in them. So instead, dwell in your birthright, that love, that joy, that gratitude, that perfection of life as it is in this moment. Because remember, most moments are perfect and only our mind tells us otherwise. All right, Goal Achievers, members of the Miracle Morning community, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope that you realize that, yes, there are problems in the world, at least that's the label that we give to them, situations that aren't ideal, that that might bring about feelings of stress or anxiety inside of us, but we have the power, we have the choice to transcend our problems by realizing that our problems and anything else outside of us is not who we are. They're part of our life situation, but our life, your life, is you. It's that consciousness, that spirit inside of you right now that's listening to these words through your ears, and you get to choose how you feel in just about any moment of life. And if you want to feel good, focus on that. Let go of problems. Focus on who you truly are. All right. Love you guys and gals. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.